So, here we are. My very first podcast. Um, I apologize in advance for the heavy mouth breathing and, um, for lack of a better word, snorting um, that you're going to endure during this episode. I've been battling a cold and the cold is winning. The cold is winning, but that's not going to deter me from doing my very first podcast because one, um, nobody's listening. <laughs> so it's kind of just me. And I only really told one person that I was going to start a podcast. Um, so I'm going to send it to him afterwards, but you know, other than that, if you find this podcast, congrats. Um, <clears throat> see what I mean snorting (coughs) and coughing so tonight astrologically is a very special night it is a solar eclipse new moon in the sign of Capricorn and today is January the 5th so the sun is in Capricorn and the moon is in Capricorn and just like a disclaimer, I don't know if this is going to be um, like an astrology focused podcast. I just like to, because I'm not an astrologer, I just like to ramble about astrology and very few people are willing to listen to me. So I kind of need a void to ramble about astrology into. So here you are and if you're listening, I appreciate it. Um, but I'm also going to ramble about many other topics so if astrology isn't your thing maybe you should still stay tuned but then again if astrology isn't your thing i i don't know why you i I probably wouldn't talk to you in real life um so maybe don't stick around we don't need you here but anyways so (laughs) the new moon solar eclipse (laughs) so i watched this astrologer on youtube (laughs) Excuse me. So sorry. I watch this astrologer on YouTube um, pretty consistently. I don't watch a lot of astrologers, actually. He's pretty much, well, besides Umber Khan, but I watch her for tarot readings. Um, goes in depth on like planetary aspects and things like that it's it's basically like a weather report that he does where she does like um, monthly tarot readings for each sign and you know kind of gives little reports in there as long um, along with her readings you should check both of them out though um james panther is astrology for the people he's basically like an astrology weatherman umber khan is a tarot reader um she also has a podcast that i love oh my god i love it um it kind of like inspired me to do this podcast actually because she mentions the app anchor and i never would have known about the app anchor if it wasn't for her podcast um she's great though um her channel is the quietest revolution and her podcast is called revolution ramblings and she kind of does she kind of just rambles but it, it makes sense don't so don't don't expect all of this to make sense this is like a true 
I, I'm just talking, but hers, it's like, it seems like that, but she just ties it all together in the end. It's so brilliant. So I would definitely, if you are looking for people to watch on YouTube, those are my two go-to people. Um, also for tarot, um, I watch New Mind Frame. Um, that's her YouTube name. I think her real name is Shaniqua. I don't know her last name, but I really like her and I follow her on Twitter too. She's got a really good Twitter account um that you can follow if you're interested in that kind of things and a lot of her stuff is like really like human psychology based like you can tell <clears throat> that from her speaking she has like a formal background in psychology which I love super interesting to me how she ties that into the tarot that she's reading and it's like she doesn't even try to it kind of just comes naturally but if you can like look at her and she has like a tarot channel and a regular channel where it's just like psychology videos but you can kind of tell on her tarot channel how she's tying in like these aspects of human psychology into her readings it's really really good so um you know if you're into tarot check out both of her channels if you're not into tarot she still has a really good channel um that you can check out and again it's new mind frame like in you mind frame she's great too so those are kind of the people that I get my personal astrological know-how from and other various places on the internet that I don't really have like the names for because they don't just come to mind like those three. <laughs> but I was on YouTube watching um, James Panther's astrological update and he was talking about um, how this solar eclipse, new moon, and Capricorn um, kind of represents taking your authority back and how that relates to um, the Capricorn archetype. And um, for those of you who don't really get that deep into astrology, um, Capricorn is kind of like, from my understanding, um, the father figure of the zodiac so it's this really patriarchal figure and he was kind of relating it to james panther was that um you know we're going to it through a time right now um and we have been for quite a long period with a patriarchal system that isn't doing anyone any favors um, and by patriarchal system, you know, we're, we're really talking about um, the governments that are in place and, you know, the people in power and how it's um, the vast majority is men. And that's, you know, where we get that patriarchal system from and the oppression against women. Um, and really not um, you could take it deeper and be like not even just women as a bio from a biological standpoint but just from the feminine because men possess feminine aspects too but there's just this push from how we were raised through this system to like suppress that feminine um soft receptive um sensitive <clears throat> creative energy within us all and so, you know, the Capricorn archetype, it, you know, every, every archetype has a shadow side to it. And so that is kind of the, the shadow side is, um, 
that toxic masculinity that manifests itself in our patriarchal government that we have today and in the society that we have today. And so it's kind of reclaiming your authority. How can you reclaim the authority and the autonomy that you have over yourself um, to embrace, whether you're a man or a woman, the feminine aspects of yourself? How do you um how do you embrace your sensitivity? Um as men, you know, men um are living in a system which they built themselves because men built the system of it's not okay to cry, that shows weakness. Any form of emotional sensitivity is is weakness. And, um, you know, it kind of, it trickles down into women too. Women who cry are still seen as weak and things like that. So it's like, how do I reclaim that power and reclaim that authority and say, you know what? No, um, as a man, as a woman, I'm reclaiming these feminine aspects of myself because I need them. Um, and the masculine parts of myself need this feminine energy to balance it out. And, you know, how do I say to myself, it doesn't matter what a patriarchal society is telling me, how do I do what I know is right? How, how do I take back that authority? (laughs) And so where I'm going to go with it. Um, because I get to thinking about my personal experiences, um, (coughs) along those lines and situations where I felt like I've given my power away or I've had my power taken from me and how I got my power back and how I took that authority back. So where I'm going to go with it is this. I think, um, and it, it kind of seems to come from left field, but hopefully I can tie it um, back in in a way that it will make sense. We shall see. Um, how can you reclaim your authority from a system designed to oppress you and a system designed to be toxic? Um and what I got from that is I think back to myself and I'm like, every time my power was taken from me and every time I gave up my authority, um, yes, initially um, it was taken by force, but then it got to a point, excuse me, just kind of like burped, <laughs> excuse me again. Anyways, then it got to a point where <clears throat> this is how you know it's important, okay? Because the devil don't want me to get it out. <laughs> it got to a point where I, you know, it's my authority and my power was taken from me by force, but I reached a point where I was sort of giving it away after that, or I was complicit and I was just watching someone take it and watching someone step all over me. And watching or letting someone make me feel a certain kind of way. A negative way. Um, And not taking accountability for my emotions and my reactions. 
and my response. Um, So I think a big, big part of taking your power back starts with, for me at least, um, accepting an apology that you will never receive. Um, I know that kind of comes out of left field, but stay with me here. Um, you have to, the start of reclaiming your power starts with accepting an apology, um, that you will never receive and forgiving someone who you know is not sorry who you know will never apologize, who you know sleeps so good at night they don't even think about what they've done, and you have the burden of forgiving them for not just your own peace of mind, but to take your power back. And here's where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a woman. And there have been men who have wronged me and have done terrible things to me and um, just showed that they afterwards that they blatantly did not care, that it did not affect them in the slightest. They lost no sleep over it. They, some of them probably don't even remember. Some of them do now because I'm going to get to that part of the accepting the apology um, that you might never get. Some of them, after you do that and after you move on, you will get your apology, but don't count on it. Very, very rare. So I had a man who, who abused me um, emotionally, physically, um, And, you know, in instances of abuse, you are giving, you know, you're, you're, excuse me, said that all wrong. In instances of abuse, yes, initially, your power, your authority, the autonomy that you have over your own body is being taken from you by force. Whether it's just outright blatant or if it's that snaky kind of manipulative abuse, or both, your power is being taken from you. But you get to this point where, you know, and you are a victim. You are a victim of the abuse. Um, That is undisputable. But you get to this point where mentally you kind of break and you start giving your power away you start giving your authority away you kind of just let them come and take it you know and a lot of people because abuse is a cycle abuse unfortunately very 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 rarely happens in single instances and then where it's dealt with and you never deal with that person again very very rare abuses more often than not a cycle with the same person and it's usually someone very very close to you that's just the sad reality and the nature of abuse um so in those instances yes initially that first strike that first um that first hit 
that first time where they emotionally manipulated you and then you realize it breaks you down. And, um... (coughs) It breaks you down. And you kind of are trampled and you're kind of just lying there. And they come back and they trample you again and they trample you again. And... Like I said, you are a victim, but you kind of will get in this mode where you can wallow in that victimhood and you kind of, you, you, you're like digging your own grave essentially. And, um, even after that abuser is done with you, because that's what a lot of, um, especially narcissistic abusers do. Narcissistic abuse is not always physical a lot of times it's never physical it's usually emotional mental abuse um they have three stages where they love bomb you they get you addicted on this love high and then second stage is where they degrade you um they start pulling all their shit and then depending on how long the cycle lasts you know they'll go back and they'll love bomb you again but with narcissistic abuse the third and final stage is always the discard And it means exactly what it says. They throw you out like trash, never to see you or think about you again. (coughs) And so the... (coughs) And that is also a form of abuse that I dealt with besides physical abuse from this man. And the biggest way that you give your power away um, is after that discard, after you are in no way or involved with the person, or maybe you cut them off, but either way, you're just, you're not involved with them at all. You still hold on to that pain and you still wallow in it. And yes, it's so painful. And for a while, you're, it's like you're paralyzed. I remember just lying in bed with my heart like physically, like my chest was like physically sore. And I felt like I couldn't move because it just affects you that severely, just enduring that kind of abuse. Um, and it just, it fucks you up so bad mentally. But I had to get to a phase where I realized this person is one, never coming back. So, hello, let's celebrate that. Um, but two, um, they are <clears throat> likely to never even realize the damage that they've done. Or if they do realize it, they, they don't care. And they're never, their pride is just not going to let you... Um, you know, their pride, excuse me, their pride is just not going to let them apologize to you and admit that they're wrong. A narcissist admitting that he's wrong and genuinely being sorry. No, you will never, when you're dealing with a true narcissist, you will never get that unless he's, well, brings me back to the apology that I ended up getting, unless he's trying to see if he can still get back in, then you will get a fake apology. Um, <coughs> Or a semi-genuine apology that really is like, oh, can you forgive what I've done and maybe give me a chance to do it again? But that's another, that's another podcast for another day. We will surely dive into that. But, so where you're giving your power away is 
um, when that person is moved on, never coming back, and you stay stuck. Or what happened to you, um, whether it's not a person, it could be a tragic accident, left your legs broken, something like that, and you just mentally, you just stay stuck. (laughs) Or um, you are a certain demographic and you live in a country that is, is very unwelcoming and hostile towards your demographic and you experience racism and it's not your fault it's out of your control but you know this sounds so harsh but it's the reality of it um the person being racist towards you will never apologize unless publicly forced to you know how nowadays if you get um recorded being racist you know it's like career ending for you which it should be um that's when the apology is going to come out but is that really genuine or are you just trying to save your job like let's be real so um yeah like here in america um black people you know america a very hostile unwelcoming environment towards black people always has been And, you know, if you're black and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but if you're waiting on an apology from white people, and this is a white person saying this, um, because it's it's just, you have to be real. You know, if you're sitting around waiting for white people to look back at history and realize the atrocities of what they've done, you are going to be sitting around waiting a very, very, very long time. You're going to be waiting forever because it will never happen. You will never get the apology that you deserve. And unfortunately, you will never get the reparations that you deserve. But... <clears throat> And, you know, I'm just using that as an example. A lot, pretty much all black people know that. And they're not sitting around waiting on that apology. Which brings me to my point. They're not doing that. They're up, out, living their lives, thriving the best they can under, you know, in a country that doesn't love them, that doesn't appreciate them. And they know it. And they know that. certain people are never going to give them the apology they deserve they're never going to give them the appreciation they deserve they're never going to give them the respect they deserve and yet you see them wake up every day be happy um and it doesn't negate their struggles it doesn't mean oh the struggles that they go through are they never happened or they don't still happen or they're just not important or they're easier no, that's not the point. That, but that is how you reclaim your power. You stop waiting for the perpetrator of who victimized you to come and apologize and give you permission to move on with your life. Um, <clears throat> you get up and you dust yourself off and you have to know, hey, it doesn't excuse what they did. It doesn't... Um, <clears throat> change it at all i'm still a victim of this abuse but i have to accept the situation and accept the person for who they are and stop fighting that and in that acceptance there is forgiveness because to me forgiveness is not excusing the behavior in any way or um committing to still being cordial with that person or interacting with that person or letting that person back in your life forgiveness is just saying this is what happened and I accept it and I'm going to love myself enough to move on 
So whether you want to call it forgiveness or whether you want to call it acceptance, I like to call it forgiveness because it just absolves to me like the the pain of the situation like yes it was a painful situation but it's like I can move on from the pain and I can get to a point where I'm not in pain anymore but it takes work and that is how I think you reclaim your authority so um yes the patriarchal system that we've been living on it's been it like I said never done anyone any favors except for the people enforcing it you know (laughs) except for (laughs) the people that it benefits (laughs) and um so the way to take your power back from there is to realize they're not going to change you have to change you know if like if you were bullied in school and those memories of being taunted and teased and made fun of and isolated um still linger in the back of your mind and you still have hate and resentment towards the people that you bullied you yes forgiving them doesn't mean that what happened didn't happen but um it means you don't you don't carry that burden anymore um it's like if somebody pokes your hand with a bunch of needles and they stick they just stick a bunch of needles in your hand what would happen if you clenched your fist and tried to hold on to the needles what if you tried to hold on to all the pain that people put inside you you'd only feel more pain it only drive those needles deeper and deeper into your skin until you bleed um the only way to get rid of that pain is to pull the needles out and that's no that's no walk in the park either that still hurts but in the end it allows room to heal and so I think that tying that all together um from where we started of reclaiming your power from these patriarchal systems which I have dubbed the theme of this new moon solar eclipse is doing that hard work of forgiving and pulling those needles out of your palm um, so you can heal. Um, you have to heal yourself to to learn and to grow and to become something new. You can't hang on to that pain of the past you can't wallow in it and it comes with the realization of the people who hurt me probably aren't sorry probably not probably sleep great at night don't give a fuck (laughs) but um you have got to pull your pants up go start your day um and just realize that yeah taking my power back one day at a time that's the first step and then after that after that initial step um realizing that in this life you know you're probably gonna be having to do that again and again and again it doesn't make you immune from getting hurt again you know there's gonna be times where somebody's just you know you just pluck the needles out and somebody's gonna stick some more right in but clenching your fist it's it still does nothing no matter how many times somebody pokes those needles into your hand grabbing onto it and clenching your fist it it'll never ever work out for you <laughs> so 
<clears throat> I'm not going to make this first podcast too long. It's been like almost 30 minutes. But um, yeah, that's my astrological ramble. And I am by no means an astrologer at all. Just a little hobby. Just something that I like and like to talk about. And so this is kind of a good outlet to talk about it in depth. And so whatever you think that that new moon solar eclipse means for you, that's what it means, okay? Because that is the bright side of Capricorn, is that authority, is that fatherly wisdom, and is that, um, I love Capricorns. In fact, some of my best friends are Capricorns. They're either Capricorns or they're Capricorn moons or they're both. I love me some Capricorns. Matter of fact, like thinking of my three closest friends, one is a Capricorn sun and two of them are Capricorn moons and one of those two is both. Um, I love just like the structure that Capricorns have and the the just authority when it comes to getting things done I love that um I kind of admire that because I'm a Pisces sun Sagittarius moon and that's mutable water and mutable fire and yeah it's it's chaos it's just (laughs) it's pure chaos um but I have a Capricorn Venus so I like got some Capricorn in my chart okay um I need to embrace it I need to kind of embody that a lot more instead of the wishy-washy Piscean energy that I always tend to have and kind of the when my hot-tempered Sagittarius moon jumps out sometimes that's the other thing when my Sagittarius moon we're very very quick-tempered and there's a lot of times where I just have to be like okay that person pissed me off guess what? Not going to get an apology. You can hang on to it or boom, move on. (laughs) Forgive the situation. Because the bottom line is, um, nobody that that is the past and you can't do anything with the past. I hate to sound like the monkey on the Lion King, but you can't do anything with the past other than learn from it. If you aren't learning from the past, the past is completely useless. You, I mean, just completely. So you need to learn from it um, and realize that in the present moment, moment, <laughs> in the present moment, there's opportunity for anything. But you can't, you can't be just hanging on and clinging to the past. Otherwise, the present moment is occupied with something useless. So clear that out, clear that junk from the past out, occupy the present moment for what it is and the potential that it holds and um, feel like your future will be a lot better, okay? I had to tie that up like a little bow. But all right, that concludes my first part. But if not, don't listen. All right, cool.